Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where a racist gets what's coming to her. Our next Reddit post is from Brandilio. Back in 2013, I was a senior at a high school that I just transferred to. I had moved earlier in the year because my parents got divorced, and I made the deliberate choice to leave my old high school and move in with my dad, attending a new high school. I won't go into much detail here about why, but it was my decision to leave my mom, my old school, and my hometown in the Bay Area and move into a small apartment with my dad. This comes up later. Normally, switching schools isn't a huge deal, but it was sort of an abrupt move. I wasn't able to take any of the AP classes I normally would have taken because they all had mandatory summer projects that I wouldn't be able to do in a week. Additionally, a week into the school year, we were told about this stupid senior project they wanted us to do. In a nutshell, there was an acronym like IMPACT or something, and each letter represented a value of the school. They wanted us to write about how IMPACT had influenced us in our time at the school. We were then told that should we not do the senior project, we wouldn't be able to walk for graduation. I heard this and thought it was stupid for a number of reasons. Not the least of which being that I'd only just gotten there, so their dumb acronym didn't mean anything to me. I brought up this concern to the lady telling us about the project, and her response was that I just figure something out or don't walk. Well, okay then. I brought it up with my dad and asked him if he cared about whether or not I walked for high school graduation. He did not. So, I just figured that I wouldn't do the project. End of story, right? Wrong. You see, a few months into the senior project, they did a checkup on every senior. We just lined up in our homeroom to talk to some lady from the principal's office and told her how close we were to being done. When it was my turn, I just told her that I wasn't doing it. She was confused. You're not going to do it? You have to! It's not negotiable No, it's not. I don't have to do it. But you won't walk during graduation if you don't do it. Yeah. Then we just sort of stared at each other, and she wrote my name down and shooed me away. I correctly assumed that this would not be the last interaction I had regarding this non-issue. Several weeks later, my suspicions were confirmed when I was pulled out of class and brought into the main office. They ushered me into the vice principal's personal office, where she made a bit of a show of pulling out some papers. She told me the meeting was regarding a misunderstanding I may have regarding the senior project. She was apparently told that I didn't know what to do for the assignment, and I chose to boycott the whole thing as a result. I quickly corrected her and explained that I very clearly understood what they wanted me to do, but that I thought that it was stupid and I wasn't going to do it. I also explained that I understood the penalty and I was fine with it. The vice principal, like the other lady from before, seemed confused by this course of action and just let me leave, since there really wasn't much of a conversation to be had. A few weeks later, I got pulled out of yet another class for this same thing. Again, I'm brought up to the vice principal for a one-on-one. -on -one. When I get there, she looks like the cat that ate the canary. She begins, So, I know you were here a while ago, and you said you didn't want to do your senior project. No, I interrupted. I said I wasn't doing the project. Well, we had a chat with your mother over the phone earlier this week. She told us that she really wants you to walk on your graduation. <laughs> I was quiet for a moment. Um, I live with my dad. Right, but your mom said she'd like to attend the ceremony and see you walk. I don't think you get it. I live with my dad for a reason. If ever there was an expression that perfectly exemplified the dial-up tone, that's the face she made. After she collected herself, I was released and headed back to class. 
By this point, I was mostly just not doing the project because it was dumb. But them calling a family member to strong arm me was crossing a line. On top of that, they tried to strong arm me using a parent with whom I was no contact. I decided right then that, no matter what, I was not caving to their BS. F this project, F this school, F the weird tactics they were trying to use. Though, in my anger was also confusion. Why the heck do these people care so much about one guy not doing an optional assignment? Also, I made myself very clear, so wasn't that the end of it? Spoiler, it wasn't. A few more weeks later, I got pulled into the actual principal's office. The principal, for reference, was one of those guys that tried to make a show of being overly friendly and goofy, but to the point where it came off as superficial. When I got into his office, he was his usual extroverted self, greeted me, and sat me down. So, I've heard about this whole senior project problem you've got going on. And I get it. Trust me, I really do. You're new here, so our motto hasn't made that much of an impression. So, after talking about it with the folks grading the project, we think it'd be just fine if you had a modified project. Just do a project on one letter of impact, and you're golden. He gave me a big, warm smile. No. Sorry? He asked, still smiling. I'm not doing it. His smile was slowly fading. But you only have to do one letter. It's really not that much. Yeah, I get that. I'm still not going to do it, I said. But you won't be able to walk on graduation day. Yep. So, what's the issue exactly? You called my mom. His mouth was open like he was going to say something, but I guess nothing came to mind as we sat in silence for a good 20 seconds. Him trying to formulate an argument and me making a Jim Halpert face. I told him if that was everything he needed to talk about, I would be heading back to class. He didn't protest, so I just left. It was after this meeting that I eventually got some context. Apparently, California schools will shuffle principals around every few years for some reason that probably makes sense, but I don't care enough to research. Our principal was going to be switching schools after that semester ended, and one of his big plans was to leave that high school with a 100% participation in senior projects that would otherwise not affect any final grade. He used the threat of preventing students from walking at graduation to bully everyone into doing his dumb project. Almost everyone. I stuck to my guns and refused to do it. And sure enough, after the deadline had passed, they made a big deal about happy they were that 99.6% of students completed their senior project, even though they were hoping for 100%. And the absolute dumbest part about this exercise in stupidity? After everything was said and done, I was called in one last time to the vice principal's office. She told me that, despite my refusal to do the senior project, they were still going to let me walk. And they gave me five tickets for friends and family. I laughed, walked out without the tickets, and didn't attend my own graduation. Down in the comments, we have this reply from Hammer of Heretics. There are some people who think that everything that happens in high school is massively significant, and others who just want to see the exit of this place so they can get on with their life. The former are always deeply confused by the indifference of the latter. Also, we have this contribution from Kamarin. Beautifully done. I only went to my high school graduation despite my vice principal. She was 110% convinced that I wouldn't graduate. When she tried to shake my hand on stage, I refused and instead whispered, I told you so. Just loud enough so she could hear it. My mom has the photo somewhere and I love the look on her face. 
it's one of those, I would rather be getting a root canal than standing here faces. She wanted me to fail and harass me nonstop in high school, to the point where I retained a lawyer to get her to stop. Now, I'm a lawyer. Our next Reddit post is from Morgoth. To start with, my boss had his moments. Sometimes he was a dick who would make my life miserable, and sometimes he would hook me up and make my life pleasant. This was not one of the latter. So I had plans for vacation, but my boss decided that I had to take vacation time in June instead of August because he wanted to take his vacation in August, and no other time would work. I lost some money as a result, but that's my fault for planning ahead, I guess. Well, I should say, my position was vital, and being gone for two weeks with nobody able to access my terminal was not ideal for the business. After forcing me to take my vacation early and losing a chunk of my deposits, he told me to change my passwords before I go for security reasons. Welp, that's exactly what I did. I didn't leave notes. It's a security system. I don't leave passwords lying around. I didn't leave anything for his part-timers to work with. I did precisely as he demanded. And when I go on vacation, my work phone never gets turned on. I straight up left my work phone at home. I told him on my way out of the office the day before that if he has any questions to ask him now. He said, I know what I'm doing. Apparently, while I was gone those two weeks, his part-time techs ruined the server system, destroyed my work terminal, managed to screw up and lost several clients, and got my account hardlocked. This was easy to fix. And all around, this cost my boss about $100,000 in damages and lost profits. Most of these part-time techs were fired for the amount of property damage they did. For the life of me, I can't figure out how they ruined so much tech while I wasn't around. I still don't know how my boss runs this business, but he stopped giving stupid requests like that. OP, it sounds like you've got more power than you think you do. Next time he tries to get you to change your vacation time, just be like, nah, I think I'll go with this vacation time. If his business crashes and burns this badly after two weeks without you, then what's he gonna do? Fire you? Sounds like that would just make him go bankrupt. Our next Reddit post is from Watermelon. This happened about a year ago now when I was in high school. My calculus class was very chill. It had about 20 kids who were all friendly with each other, a laid-back but enthusiastic teacher, and a light enough workload that we could afford to goof off in class and still learn and do well. At some point in the year, I got really into cooking. It's my stress reliever. My family couldn't possibly eat the amount of food that I was making, so I started bringing it into school and hosting Friday night parties in my calc class. With my teacher's approval, of course. Now, I'm Vietnamese and I live in a predominantly white town. This is only important because it meant that most kids from my town only ate American or European foods and weren't used to eating other ethnic foods. Last year around Lunar New Year, I wanted to bring in some Vietnamese foods to celebrate. It's a very important time of year for my family, and I ended up making a bunch of Bon De Lone, a steamed layer cake that's a traditional Vietnamese dessert. Some of my friends from class found out I was going to bring in a traditional dish, and so they brought in their own traditional dishes from their own cultures, regardless of whether or not they celebrated Lunar New Year. We had Indian, Korean, Filipino, and Spanish desserts. It was great, and I was really excited that my friends wanted to celebrate with me. Apparently, this was an issue for one girl in my class. I would say that Bond alone is an acquired taste, so when not a lot of people ate it, I wasn't offended. I knew that not everybody would like it. There was a lot of other food anyways. During lunch period, one of my friends, who wasn't in our class but knew that I brought food in, overheard a girl from my class complaining about the food while in the lunch line. 
Apparently, she was saying really negative things about how I forced everyone to eat weird Chinese foods. Later that day, I texted her, just saying that I heard that she didn't like the food and wanted to know why. I don't really care when people don't like my food. I make it for myself and bring it in when I have extra anyways. But her calling it weird Chinese food when she knows that I'm Vietnamese didn't sit right with me. Welp, she texted back that it was rude of me to bring in weird ethnic foods that nobody would have liked except for me, and said that I should know better since most of the class was white. I told her that I bring in food to share because I feel like it and that I don't have an obligation to cater to her tastes. If she has an issue with it, she literally doesn't have to eat it. And other people can bring in food too, so if she wanted to, she could bring in something more to her tastes. After that, she just told me that I shouldn't bring in ethnic and foreign foods and stick with American foods. Because we're in America! Excuse me? Like, how much do you want to bet that if I brought in jambalaya, which originated in Louisiana, she would call it weird foreign food? Fine, she only wants to eat American foods, then she can eat American foods. The next week, I brought in a bunch of Oli Bowl, a Dutch donut, and started passing them out at the beginning of class. When I got to her desk, I pulled out a loaf of Wonder Bread and plopped it on her desk, saying, Sorry, but these are Dutch, which are just too ethnic. Here you go, all American cuisine. Later, she texted me asking me what the F my problem was. So I told her that almost every single food item I brought in this year was ethnic, and that it pissed me off that she only had an issue when it wasn't European. She's entitled to not like Asian foods, but if you're going to complain about it being ethnic, then you better have that same attitude when the ethnic food is from white cultures. And especially don't call another person's culture weird. She didn't complain about the food again. Also, before anyone comments, white bread isn't the only American cuisine out there. Here's a short list of the food that I've enjoyed making. Tater tots, jambalaya, fried chicken, many types of pies, s'mores, and Philly cheesesteaks. America is a very diverse place, and that's reflected in its food. Happy eating. As an American, I can safely say that the tastiest American food is actually Mexican food. I mean, we call it Tex-Mex because we're trying to make it American, but let's be honest, it's just Mexican food, and it's delicious. Our next Reddit post is from Taco Jesus Jr. I hated gym class, not because of the physical activity, I was in hockey and football, but because of the fact that there wasn't enough time to shower before the bell. So you'd stink to high heaven for the rest of the day. So I would walk the track with all the girls. This pissed off my coaches something awful. So they flunked me in my junior year and wouldn't let me double up my senior year so I would have to stay back. I had already picked out my college and was accepted. I just had to finish my senior year. So, I figured that I could work out something with the guidance counselor and the coach. Nope, neither would budge. Okay, I walk away thinking I'm screwed and basically have to take one class for my second senior year. Then, it dawns on me, can I just start going to college now? Are there other alternatives? So, I call my college admissions and college guidance counselor. I explain my situation and ask what other options are available. Since this is a non-traditional college, you can start without a diploma. The only caveat is that you must have a high school diploma before you can get your college diploma. So I called another meeting, hoping the high school administration would change their minds. No joy, they stuck to their guns. Thinking they had me cornered, I stood up and said, Well, I'm just going to have to drop out then. I can't see missing a year of college to just do gym class. The coach thinks he's all cute and says, You can't go to college without a diploma. 
I relay what my college guidance counselor told me of their policy on this. Their faces dropped. It said into the guidance counselor that a dropout looks bad on her and the school when the state audits. She starts backpedaling, and I wasn't hearing any of it. Later on that night, the principal and the vice principal called me to talk. I was not interested. I was all excited about starting classes in the fall. What kind of disgusting teacher do you have to be to try to intentionally steal a year of a kid's life just because you're being petty? You're teachers. It's your job to nurture kids, not hold them back. OP, good on you for sticking to your guns and making them deal with that dropout statistic because they earned it. That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.